0: I'm a fan of high-level testing, and one really nice solution for that is Cucumber, which I covered in episode 155. However, not everyone likes the English-style syntax for defining the features. Well, in this episode, I'll take a look at a few other ways we can do high-level testing through Ruby. Now, I normally prefer test-driven development, but in this screencast, I'll just be adding tests to an existing application so we don't have to worry about all the implementation details of making it all work. So here's the application I want to test. It's a simple to-do list. I have a field here where I just add an item. So just paint the fence, click add, and then it shows me that I've added it, and there's the item in the list. I can add as many items as I want. Very simple app. Now to do the high-level testing here, I'm going to use request specs, which are available in RSpec2. So inside my gem file, I first need to set up RSpec. So I'll uncomment this development test group and add rspec Rails here, and then run the bundle command to get that gem installed, and then run rails g rspec install to get rspec set up. Now, request specs are basically the rspec alternative to Rails built-in integration testing. And I covered integration tests in episode 187 if you want more information on that. And this means that to generate a request spec, we actually call the integration test Generator. So Rails generate integration test, and let's make one called task. And we'll run this generator here. Notice that we created one spec file under the spec requests directory, and this is what that generated file looks like. You can see it's pretty much basic RSpec, except inside of here we can call Git, and then the tasks path to get to that task page we, I was showing you earlier. And this just makes sure that the response is status 200, which is okay successful and so this in itself should just work without any modifications and then you can run this with rake spec you can even pass requests if you just want to run the request specific specs so if we run this here it should say we have a passing test and we do as you can see here but uh, looks like we get a deprecation warning which is actually something that uh, specs will find that browsing the site through a browser might not find. And as you can see here, it looks like I forgot to use an equal sign in my form. So this is all, all of a sudden, um, here's some immediate useful feedback through writing some request specs. So if I go to the view template in my app, you can see sure enough, here's my form for call and I'm missing an equal sign here, which is required in Rails 3. And this wasn't planned at all. I just threw this app together and forgot the equal sign and the specs happened to c- catch it. So let's try running our request specs again, and we should see they pass without deprecation, and they do. Now, in these kind of request specs, you normally want to do something that's a little more comprehensive than simply checking the status of the request. Instead, what we really want to test here is make sure that this displays the tasks. So we could create a new task here, give it a name, let's say paint fence. And then instead of simply checking the status, let's check the body and see that it should include uh, the text paint fence. There we go. You can see if we run the specs again, you can see that it passes because it does display that task. Now, because request specs are built on to Rails integration tests, they support all the methods that integration tests have. So if you check out the rails testing guide, you can see the list of methods for integration testing. And all these are available here as well. So what we could do, for example, if we wanted to test the creation of tasks, you could call post via redirect, instead of a simple post to make sure it follows the redirect when we create a task. So here, let's add a spec for testing the creation of tasks. So I can add one and call post tasks. And We'll say create task. And this means that for here, I can call post via redirect as I showed earlier. And then we want to go to the tasks path. And then we'll pass in some options here, which is the name of the task and we'll call it um, Olan, and we'll make sure that's present in the resulting page. Now if you run our specs again, you can see we now have two passing specs which it looks like it's working. I mean, the implementation is already there. So I'm assuming it is. Now, if you're doing test driven development, you would first have a failing spec, and then you'd make it pass by adding the implementation. That's one really nice thing about test driven development is it sort of ensures that your tests are truly working. Here we jump right to passing tests, because we already have the implementation in, which is one thing I don't care for about adding specs after the fact. So you might wanna double check and ensure if you're adding tests afterwards to make sure that they actually are working intentionally by breaking something and then fixing it again. Now, one thing I don't like about simple request specs like this is that it doesn't test the full user experience. We could completely break our new task form right here by making it go to a completely different URL and that wouldn't be caught in the specs. And that's because where we're testing the creation of tasks, we're going through the create action directly instead of going through the form like the user would. So we need some way to mimic the user's actions better. To accomplish this, I'm going to use capybara, which is an alternative to WebRat, which I covered in episode 156. So this will give us several methods we can use to mimic the user's behavior throughout our site. Let's try it out. So going to the gem file, I'm going to add Capybara to our test environment here. And I'm also going to add a launchy gem, which I'll show you why in a minute. Just run the bundle command to get these installed. Now Capybari is automatically included in our request specs. So to use it here, what we can do is instead of calling git, we can call visit. And that will use Capybari. And then we can check the content, calling page.should have content, then we'll make sure that exists in the page. And then to test the creation, Uh, We want to visit our tasks path, but we don't want to pass any options directly because we're going to fill in the form and actually mimic the user. So we'll fill in our um, new task, I think that's what I called it, field with uh, Molan. And then we'll click our button called Add. And then we'll make sure that our page has the content of Molan. And I also like to make sure that our flash content was there too to make sure I got the response. So um, I think it successfully added task. And then when we run our specs again, we should get two passing specs and we do. And this is actually using Capybari, which is going through the form so that if we end up breaking the form, um, the specs will fail as well. But now what if the specs did fail and we want to try to debug the problem? Well, that's why I added the launchy gem earlier. Because if you're using Capybara, you can just at any point in the process, call the method, um, save and open page. And that'll open it in the browser and show you what it looks like. So now you can see when we run the specs again, it opens up the browser at that point where we inserted that you can see it says successfully add a task and it shows our Molon task because that's what we did through Capybara. Pretty awesome. So now our application is pretty well tested and it was quite easy to add with request specs and Capybara, but what if we have some JavaScript in our application and that we want to test as well? Well, that's actually not too difficult. Let me show you. So inside of that index template, let me add some JavaScript here so that we can test as functionality. I'm just going to keep it all in line for simplicity's sake using link to function. We'll just make a link called test.js and simply have it replace the contents of that link with JSWorks. Now I'm using a jQuery here, which I've already set up. And by the way, that's going to be default in Rails 3.1, jQuery will be, so I'm pretty excited about that. So now when we reload our page again, you can see there's a link called test.js, and when we click it, it just switches it to JSWorks. So let's test this functionality through Capybara. So inside our request specs, um, I'll just duplicate this display spec, we'll call it, uh, it supports JS. And then when we visit the tasks path and then click the link called test JS, then it should say JS works, pretty simple. And then when we run our specs again, you can see that we have one failing spec and that's because the page doesn't have the content JS works after we click on the link because Capybara by default Uh, doesn't support JavaScript. We have to tell it to use JavaScript and test it through Selenium. Now, what I want to show you here isn't in a release version of Capybara yet, but thanks to Bundler, it's really easy to point the Capybara gem to the Git repository, so we're using the latest and greatest. Just make sure to run the bundle command to get it installed. Now, another step that's necessary to get this working is to go into your spec helper file and then require Capybara slash rspec. Now, this might not be required in the release version, but so far it is. Now, with that setup, it's really easy to tell the Capybara to use a JavaScript driver for any of the specs we want. All we have to do is just pass the JS as true option to any of the specs. And then if we run our specs again, what it's actually going to do is launch Firefox and use Selenium to test the JavaScript in the background, as you can see right up here. There it goes. And now our test passes, which requires JavaScript. So this seems really awesome, almost too good to be true. And unfortunately there is a little gotcha with this, which you'll probably run into. And that has to do with using database records. So for example, let's add JavaScript to both of these specs here, because here I'm actually creating a task and then using it in the page. Let's see if that works. So now when we run our specs again, it's going to use Selenium for the first two requests. As you can see up at the top, it's going to use it for the first two requests and the first one fails. And that's because it doesn't have the content paint fence on our page because the database record we created isn't available through the Selenium tests. And that's because our specs are using database transactions which isn't compatible with Selenium. So inside your spec helper file, just change use transactional fixtures to false. And that'll get the tests passing again. However, this means it's going to carry over the database records between the specs, and you probably don't want that. To solve this problem, there's a nice gem called Database Cleaner to clear out the database between specs using any strategy we want. So if you take a look at the documentation, here's what you can add to our spec to get it working. So the first step is to add it to your gem file called Database Cleaner, and then run the bundle command to get it installed. And then inside the spec helper file, I'll just paste in the code that was in the documentation and actually just change the strategy to truncation so that it doesn't use transactions because that's not compatible with Selenium. All right, let's try running our specs again, again, using Selenium for the first two specs. So it launches Firefox and runs it. And now they all pass because we're no longer using transactions inside our database. So this may have seemed like quite a bit of work, but once you get all this set up, It's very easy to test JavaScript for any spec by just simply passing JS equals true on any spec you want and instantly it'll become uh, testable through Selenium and JavaScript. It's really nice. Now, another cool feature that I didn't cover here, which will be in the next Capybara release is a new DSL for defining specs. You'll be able to use feature background and scenario methods uh, for defining your specs, very much like the stake gem, if you're familiar with that. So if you like that kind of DSL, um, it's built right into Capybara, so it kind of eliminates the need for stake. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this look into request specs and Capybara. Uh, I really encourage you to try this out, especially if Cucumber isn't your thing, because I really like high-level tests, and the ability to quickly add JavaScript support uh, makes this a really nice solution.